Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's live stream. It's Cody, your Cape Crusader, and we're here with our good friend, Michael Nunley of Omen Comics, founder and CEO, also co-founder of Revelation Comics, and we're here to talk about his brand new Kickstarter campaign. Michael, welcome on the show. How are you doing? Give us a little bit of a breakdown about who you are and uh, about your Kickstarter. All right, all right. My, like As you said, my name is Michael Nunley. Um, I, uh, I am the creator and writer of this uh, new uh, Viking horror comic called Seder. Um, I have been just a little background on me. Um, I have been I wrote my very first comic when I was 12 years old. Um, it was, what was uh, it called? Uh, uh, it was called The Warrior. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and uh, it was just like I folded some typewriter paper in half and it was a, a lot closer to an illustrated book than it was uh say a, a comic book but mm -hmm. um it did evolve into that then and i'm actually using some of those characters from back then e even now in omen comics yeah that's I, that that is so awesome to see that at a young age you had something like that and now you're coming out with an actual like norse warrior type of comic uh yeah so, yeah what so what's gone into that journey you know starting out as an indie comic creator you know what went into creating uh omen comics you know where did you get your start at okay well this is one of those kind of making lemons uh making lemonade out of lemons kind of mm -hmm. stories hey, i love but, those um i i had been working on various characters and kind of building uh, a comic universe for uh quite a while like i said since, uh, since i was 12 i i've been i've been working on some of this stuff and um uh i got hired uh by a company i think i'm not even sure they exist anymore um and and, and i use the word company lightly um, <laughs> um they they wanted me to uh to b basically build them a comic universe uh based off of a single title uh called omen and uh so uh i i had a bunch of characters i had a whole universe already yeah. set up so it was easy for me to just jump in and do that and i i wrote them several issues and the whole idea was they were going to run this kickstarter and uh then we you know we were we were all going to get paid then and uh then that didn't seem to happen and he kept falling apart with the artists and i i kept asking him i mean do you do you want me to keep writing because i'm gonna need to be paid at some point and, how many uh issues uh, did you write uh without being paid three three yeah which uh i mean how many pages um i i average right around 32 pages for so that's for, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of work to, to not get paid for. So what, what else? What happened after that? Well, um, <laughs> we he, he ended up totally stiffing me on, on the whole thing. <laughs> and um, so uh, what I did was I said, look, um, I, I did all this work. Um, I'm walking with the rights to the characters that I did and the stories that I wrote. And uh, I'll catch you later. And, and you're uh, like, you know what? And I'm taking the name yeah 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 i actually i actually named omen comics omen comics to spite him using the character <laughs> so i actually have a similar story oh um, yeah i was on a podcast with a good friend of mine called talk geekly it ran for about two years we mostly covered dc marvel comics and then we did news um, you'll notice that same exact formula in Keeping It Geekly, where I cover uh, three uh, topics of news a week, and then I cover uh, three DC comics. Now, what happened was we broke apart, then we were able to mend that. We came back, 
and it was something where he was an artist. He was very, very gifted, very awesome artist. Uh, and he, you know, I, I just let him know off the rip, like, hey man, I'm not talented. I'm not able to draw. I can edit stuff, but I'm, I'm learning editing too. Like it, this was about a year ago. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And he's like, just do what you can. Um, and eventually, you know, bad blood started boiling up. Uh, he started feeling like he was doing much more of the workload than I was able to do. And at that time, I'm like, what did you expect? You know? Um, so we broke apart. He took the talk geekly name. Took our Facebook page, everything, uh, booted me from the get-go. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I got something for him. And as soon as I, I got a, a new microphone, uh, because audio was one of my weakest points. So I, you know, I was that I was that vengeful girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. I got the brand new microphone I was waiting for. And then I started up a new show. I was like, you know what I'm gonna call it? I was like, every time we ended a talk geekly show, his catchphrase is like, well, guys, keep it geekly. I'm like, you know what? I got an idea for naming the new the name of my new show and um nice. you know I, I hope i hope i'm the best um you know obviously at the time there was a lot of bad blood um but now it's it's been some time and you know hopefully things are going good uh i know as far as the talk geekly brand um i was offered the name back as long as i stop using keeping a geekly but the spite is what drove me so i'm like no <laughs> so i totally um, i totally feel you there i yeah, i, I would have done the same thing <laughs> when, when i heard your story i was like man i i like this guy so uh let's talk about the start let's talk about when you moved on to create omen comics let's talk about that beginning what went into that um you said you had a pretty healthy roster as well you know a couple people on board with you so let, let's go ahead and break that down all right all right um well Essentially, I had taken, I take, took the stuff that I had, uh, uh, I had done for this other, for this other company, and I reworked it into a universe that that I wanted to do, and uh, that was um, a, a blend of like both mythology uh, and horror with uh, supernatural stuff uh, and superheroes. Uh, I wanted some apocalyptic themes in there. Um, this is, this is a dark universe with broken people. <laughs> and, Let's um, go. so, uh, that, that, that was kind of what my, my idea for, uh, Omen comics. Um, and so I took the characters I, I, I already had and I reworked them to fit into this universe. And then it was a matter of, uh, getting the people together to do it. Um, with with uh, one of my one of them in particular, the two characters, uh, White Druid and Michael Nero from the Omen Comics title, um, I tried writing that over and over again, um, and I just couldn't get I just couldn't get the voice that I wanted for the character. I mm -hmm. I, I kept I, I kept trying to do him as this uh, you know uh, drug addled uh, you know half insane kind of guy because well <laughs> most of my characters kind of have issues, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but I just couldn't get quite the right voice and i used to run this um this uh comic book magazine called chico comics page and um steve sellers was actually one of my reviewers from there and i i hit him up i said hey so i got this title i'm having an issue with do you want to come on and write it and he did okay. uh, so that that's how i got that's how i got steve um i went through a few different artists a couple of which uh i i, I don't know if you know this i went through the uh the fire uh in paradise in 2018 yeah, i don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard about that i, 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 I haven't there. i'll be honest with you what, what what is it uh well basically an entire town burned down what yeah like, legitimately <laughs> like like on accident or something uh well it was it was based on pg e uh had some faulty equipment okay. uh it 
fire got started it just went out of control terrible winds all that kind of stuff oh my god dude anyway so i i i i had told the people that i was working with at the time hey uh i'm i'm, I'm homeless at the moment i'm living in a shelter but you know i still want to do this we'll keep things going and this one artist that i was working with at the time decided oh well he's homeless that means i don't have to do the work he paid me for and just didn't do anything oh th <laughs> yeah that's dirty i mean especially if you've already paid him for it right you know um, right so what did you do in that situation? Were you able to get like any sort of solution out of it? Well, I was able to find somebody else. Um, also through Chico Comics page, I used to do interviews with creators and, and writers and stuff. And um, I interviewed this guy from uh, Nigeria named Tosin Awasika uh, about his art. And I approached him, I said, hey, uh, this is my budget range. Uh, mm -hmm. This is what I could do. And <laughs> when I first started out, we're talking, I could afford a page a month. Okay, so I mean, this is this this was a pretty small budget, but yeah, uh, he he was he, he was able to work with me and everything, and uh, uh, then I found uh, uh, Guido Martinez, a uh, guy uh, out of Ar Argentina, does great great lettering. Mm -hmm. um, I after doing a couple of books, I decided I really needed uh, an editor, so um, we I. I found on uh through uh, facebook and uh twitter i believe i found uh russ pirozek um our editor and uh that's the team we've kept uh, okay. since we since we got started yeah that sounds like uh, an awesome and, and humble beginning as well uh, a lot of trial and tribulation there uh what type of like i guess what issues do you guys have to work with with everyone being from around the world like is that is it do you run into a lot of issues uh trying to tr translate like what you want done to various members um there is there is a little bit of that but it's not too bad uh everybody everybody on the team speaks english so that helps mm -hmm. um but um uh, like for instance, Tosin, uh, being from Nigeria, um, is more, um, more accustomed to speaking Nigerian pidgin. Yeah. And so, uh, and so that there's some words like, for instance, um, if I, I have to kind of watch, um, I guess, uh, uh, how I'm phrasing things. I want to try to keep it plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this big elaborate thing, uh, to, to try and, uh, cause I could do that describing a panel sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm, I'm sure the idea you're trying to portray, like it is a, a grandos, you know, scene, it is like a in-depth scene. So that has to be, you know, a little bit more difficult to, to try to simplify that. Right, right, right. But it's not, it's not just that. Like I said, Tosin does speak good English. Um, it's, but it's, I need to be able to have the script be totally uh, understandable for everybody. When it goes to Tosin to get drawn, when it goes to Guido to get uh, lettered, everybody needs to be able to understand what's going on. Cause we can't just pick up the phone and call each other. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? We, we basically only have social media to interact. Okay. And so uh, it's, there's a lot of preparation that has to go into actually writing a script. So what, what all I like the three issues that you previously worked on, did you end up doing anything else with that or have those kind of fall into the wayside while you work on your new comic? Uh, no, um, I pretty much, uh, I took, I took a, the basic concept I did for his, uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you a little bit about this actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, uh, when this guy when, when this guy uh, originally came up with his idea for his Omen character, um, it was basically uh, Spawn with a different name. I mean, some of his ideas for his story concepts uh, were, I mean, and I was reading Spawn at the time, so I, I totally recognized it right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, uh, I'm not going to write this. This is ridiculous. And yeah. so, you know, I totally had to change some things, but um, I, I, I basically abandoned almost everything I, I, I did there, um, except for the name and, and the basic concept of the character. Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, with, I, I kept the idea of a, a war between heaven and hell, but that's not necessarily spawn thing. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's been going on for a while. Um, but, um, I liked the idea of a hero, uh, seeking redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So what I did was I made I made uh, the character Frank Wade uh, as 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 broken and as far off the deep end as you could possibly go. Uh, this guy has crossed lines you just cannot come back from. Uh, he died. He was of course on his way to hell, uh, but he was uh, he, he he happened to commit the ultimate sacrifice by giving up his life to save his unit, and for that. He is given the opportunity to wear the omen armor. You know, that kind of gives me some uh, Constantine vibes uh, in, in, in a sense. You know how Constantine was like, like right, right on the verge of going to hell and, and the devil wanted him really bad, but he kept like doing enough good to stay away. Right, right. Yeah. right. It's based on that, uh, the, that uh, scripture where Jesus said, uh, a greater love hath no man than to lay his life down for his friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. So, how did all of this lead into your current day project? Let's go ahead and start breaking that down. All right. You know, it's it seems pretty wicked. You know, the horror aspect, the the North uh, Norse mythology, uh, the magical aspect, the brutal warfare. What went into this? Um, you know, what type of research did you have to do? Like, you know, I, I'm sure there was a lot of work that went into just laying the blueprints down for it. Oh, oh, there, there, there is. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big history buff, uh, so um, I, I, I knew the general story. Um, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold on. Uh, in 793 AD, um, the Vikings, <laughs> the the Vikings came to uh, Lindisfarne, and they just destroyed and looted a monastery there, uh, killed a whole bunch of priests, and it was this big, horrible shock to the entire European world, because this is one of the most holy places there was, and nobody mm -hmm. just goes and destroys a church, right? Uh, so I said, well, what if, what if that situation had a totally different fantastical reason for happening and it had nothing to do with with the, their how they're perceiving the vikings there that some some totally other thing was happening so i i applied some norse mythology of course uh being a huge horror fan i had to dump all kinds of horror in there and when i'm talking horror i i, I really like gore i like some slasher stuff so mm -hmm. there, there's a little bit of that stuff going on in there um but uh the the generally um uh, to answer your, to answer your question, uh, I, I just wanted to put a new twist on that event. Okay. Um, I, I wanted, uh, and that that's what kind of started the journey that evolved into Seder. But um, yeah, Re Revelation Comics. Uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. Is was intended for us to do stories that are outside the Omenverse. 
uh, these these have no connection there. These are all standalone stories. So everything in in Omen Comics is in the same universe altogether. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That that's pretty cool. Um, what sort of troubles do you have with that though, in terms of like world building? Uh, is there any issues for running into like continuity errors or or like you know having to back it up a little bit so you don't like offset another story? Uh, no. No, um, I, I came, I came to this with an enormous story. I, we, I, right now we have the outline, outline for about seventy comics. That's uh, for, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> uh, we we got we got a story. It's 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 really just a matter of, the outline is so detailed that it's really just a matter of outlining the end of outlining uh, the individual issues. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, uh, uh, we talk, me and Steve talk all the time. Uh, we're, we're both in the United States, so it's a little easier that way. Um, but um, we're, we're the we're the main writers for the Omen verse. And we, we just kind of keep in contact. If we got a new idea, we see if we can work it in there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the map's already pretty much laid. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, let's go ahead. Are you able to pull up your screen? We can start breaking down uh, your uh, Kickstarter campaign. Uh, we we did this we did this pretty uh, pretty basic, uh, um, but we we added on a little thing at a time. Uh, one thing I guess uh, uh, if you go down see there at the five dollar tier, um, right there at the top it says you will be credited as a producer in the credits of Seder, Seder number one, mm -hmm. and uh, we're doing that that everybody who backs this and this is even at the five dollar level. Even if you're only getting a digital comic, you're still getting a producer credit in the comic. That's really cool, and that's pretty cheap for that tier. It's uh, usually when I see that tier, it's it's a much high, higher price. So I mean, what what prompts you to want to put it so cheap, just to kind of give everyone that opportunity to have their name appear? Um, well, uh, no, um, I guess uh, I, we we normally we normally uh, sell uh, digital copies um, for uh, three dollars. No, no, I meant the uh, the credit uh, for being like a producer of the comic. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, my apologies on that. Like PDFs, usually, uh, yeah, that, that's usually about the price I see. I meant uh, to get your name actually in the book. Um, that for that type of uh, thing, I usually see that higher up in the tier. Oh well, um, I kind of look at it, I guess, like watching like uh, like a movie. Um, a producer in a movie is somebody who gives you money to do the project. And I figure even if you're only given $5, you're giving me money to do the project. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's that one. And also, I'd like to mention uh, that you see this cover right here, uh, the one uh, right here on the top with the, mm -hmm. with the undead coming to life and the vulva up here on the top, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's the, uh, the variant cover. And all all of the digital copies that are going out are going to have this variant cover. Oh, that's awesome! So even the digital copy you get is going to be exclusive. So is the is the the Viking with the blonde hair? Is that like the, one of the main characters uh, for the the, the regular uh, cover? Oh uh, no, no, uh, no. The it, it, you look here and the this guy here. That's yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, this this guy on the top here is uh, uh, King Bjorn. This is his son Eric. Uh, uh, no, this is sorry, King Ingvar. This is his son Eric. This is his best friend Bjorn, and this is his brother Lars. Okay. 
so are they all kind of like the main characters or do you have like someone who who serves as just the main protagonist uh the main character in the story is king ingvar okay all right so um uh uh let's see oh uh i'd also like to mention um just before we go on so everybody is aware um we have a digital guarantee on this that says that if you back this even even if this campaign is unsuccessful which i think it will be but even if it isn't you still get a digital copy we're no, gonna set all, that yeah, that, 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 yeah that's awesome yeah yeah we, we it's it's that what we're hoping is that it will build a rapport between us and and people and and, and our, our fans that maybe they'll feel more confident back in our other projects as well yeah uh, especially if it doesn't go through you're still giving the product i think that is a big move because you you don't have to it says right in the kickstarter you know not everything's guaranteed to be funded so that's something that, that's a step ahead that you're doing to make sure you know your community's taken care of that's awesome Right, right, and in in that direction, all of the pages are already drawn. All of the pages are already lettered, and they're all already at our uh, graphic designer's office, getting resized for the PDF. Basically, the only thing stopping us from creating this PDF is we got to get all the producers' names gathered, <laughs> and that that can't happen until the end. Yeah, yeah, no, that's still really cool though. Um, so let's say this let's say for whatever reason this campaign isn't successful would you do another campaign for it to get it to get it off the ground again um uh no probably not i got you so basically if the campaign doesn't go through do the producers that did try to back it the first time are they still going to be in the book or are you going to have to figure that out as well no no uh to be a producer you actually have to give money okay so so that if, if it doesn't go through the money gets refunded back Right, right. Well, okay, I got you. I got you. doesn't even collect the money until uh, the campaign is over. And See, I actually, totally I've over. never knew that part about the Kickstarters. I, I've talked about Kickstarter so much without actually learning about the process. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, if if the whole thing is funded, they collect it right at the end. And uh, once I get everybody's names in at that point, uh, then everybody has officially become a producer. Then I'm okay. going to put their names in. But okay, if, that... if it's just unsuccessful, just the digital copies aren't going to have their names in it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for uh, clearing that up for me, man. Hey, no problem. No problem. Uh, this next one uh, up uh, is a $15 uh, tier. And this is actually our, our most popular one. Um, this one you get uh, the digital copy with the variant cover and of course a printed copy with the variant cover but we also you also get that producer credit of course but you also this is where we start throwing in the sticker we got a three a giant three by five uh waterproof Seder sticker that that's we're awesome get. let's see if i let me i, I so got you get a, a physical book you get a sticker and then the digital as well yeah yeah, yeah uh, hell yeah man here's the sticker right there yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, and this is this is the the T-shirt that we're offering. That's the standard cover art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, when how that... did you uh, come up with the name uh, for the comic? You know, what was the inspiration behind that? Oh, uh, well, uh, it's a it's a it's a Viking story, so I wanted to use Norse words. Uh, so uh, rather than uh use a witch specifically or a shaman specifically i i wanted to use the norse version which is a boba and when boba bobas use a specific type of magic the norse word for magic is satyr 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I was uh, starting the preparations for this interview, I was Googling everything. And at first, I thought it was like cedar, like, you know what I mean? Or, or, or like cider. I was like, how do I say this? And then it's it's cedar. I was like, oh my God. I was like horribly wrong on that. Yeah, yeah. When, when you start using <laughs> uh, words in other languages, things it can get a little confusing. So yeah, let's uh, take a moment to look at that artwork too. Yeah, this is this this is graphic and gory. I really really like uh, the detail, like how brutal the war looks, like the battle between them. Um, yeah, this check is intense. This, check out this narration here. I I, I really like this. <laughs> Deathly wounded, I fought side by side with my brother, son, and best friend. We fought a battle worthy of Valhalla, but it was not enough. They say our fates are sealed. We can run. We can hide, but we will live. We will not live one second longer than the gods have determined. That day, I was certain our fate had come. But while I longed for the halls of Valhalla, my warrior's heart would not give in to it. Yeah, no, that's some pretty. That's pretty deep. And for a Viking to get into Valhalla, they have to. They have to die with honor. You know, they have to die on the battlefield, right? Right. Right. So it, yeah, they, yeah. They, they have, to, they, have to, they have to have a worthy death. Is yeah. The idea. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the reasons is uh, those that are in Valhalla, it's not all, uh, you know, uh, uh, drinking and partying and talking. There's uh, a lot of fighting going on. So, uh, uh, here we go. This is, uh, oh wait, did I put it in there? No, okay. Yeah, I, I like I, I like all these uh, with the the sound effects in there. That, and you uh, see the king right in the middle of it too. That that's the king right there, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So you see him right in the middle, not like your typical king kind of staying away and out of the battle. He's right in the thick of it. Right, right. And you'll notice that's that's Bjorn right there next to him, and his brother Lars right there, and mm -hmm. Eric's behind him. They're kind of uh, back to back, all fighting off these guys. So yeah, I, I really enjoy like dude the the attention to weapons, uh, the clothing, the armor. It all is awesome. Did you uh, did you guys have to like research like anything in particular? What what sort of inspiration uh, did you draw like for the clothing and, and the weaponry? Um, a lot of that was done by my artist uh, Tosin Alasika. I, I I gave I showed a couple of pictures uh, to give examples um of like the the type of swords that they used and stuff like that but um a lot of that research was done by him yeah that's awesome the swords are all bloodied up shields battered yeah so yeah. Is, is uh so is is she on their side or against them well i'm not gonna tell you that I'm no hey hey, hey 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 i'll back it up i'll back it up <laughs> no 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 um i i that the the tagline for the for this for the uh whole campaign uh, i can tell you this much is hell hath no fury like a vulva scorned oh yeah that's that already tells you what, what i need to know right right things are not looking <laughs> good for him no no and and this right here um you notice all these guys uh that are coming up here are dead Oh, so she's rising him from the dead. Okay. Yeah, so there's a little undead action going on in here. Oh, I, mean, I couldn't even imagine having to kill your opponent and then having to kill them again. Uh, you know, right. back to back. Right, right, right. It actually gets a little bit worse. because oh, um, some of those are friends as well. Well, uh, like the the people that they're the people that they're they're fighting um, have to not only fight their enemy, but the 
their own fallen brothers uh, are now risen from the dead and fighting against them. Yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> that would be rough. So, yeah. I, what drove you to want to do horror in, in a grimdark fantasy book as opposed to, I guess, like a traditional Viking story? Was it just oh. something that you've always like have wanted to do? Or is there any other reasoning behind it? Well, there's, <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been writing horror, uh, granted, I guess not writing horror. I've been writing down horror. How's that? Since I was 10 years old, <laughs> um, check this out. Um, I watched one of the first movies I remember watching was a nightmare on Elm street. In 1984. Okay. Um, uh, we, we watched a lot of horror in my house and I remember uh, uh, one of the first times uh, for me, child's play. That was my first horror movie when I was a kid. Right, right. That was uh, 87, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> check out the story. I really, really freaked out my teacher once. Um, we had these uh, this kind of journal time that we were supposed to do in class. And I guess most of the kids were writing like, you know, what, what they did for the week or when a, a, a relative visited or, or, oh, or something no. like that. <laughs> right. You're and, like, all right, hold on. <laughs> I, I had just recently watched a nightmare on Elm street part two, and I have a really good memory. Um, <laughs> I was able to write down uh, basically a script for a nightmare on Elm street two from memory. Uh, and that's what I was writing in my journal time. So your teacher was probably like, okay, I need to, I need to call the parents. That's exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> she freaked right the hell out. She called the, my parents and she's like, your son is disturbed. I'm worried about him being around the other kids. And <laughs> They're like, no, that's normal. You know, the typical Monday. <laughs> but no, I, I, horror is just something that comes out of me when I write. And I really, I really wanted to, there, there are horror elements like in my Omen books. Um, but there's, they're not just straight up horror. And, uh, I've always wanted to do one of those. And, uh, you know, with Omen comics, uh, I'm, I'm Irish. So there's a lot of, uh, uh, like Celtic influence, Celtic mythology influence in, into, uh, into the world I built there. And I'm also Swedish. So I wanted to do something, you know, with the, with, with my, my Viking heritage in there yeah. too. Okay. And, uh, so that, that kind of inspired the, the Viking thing, uh, Honestly, if you mix the the uh, it it really wasn't that hard to make mix horror with the Viking story. It it they they fit together rather nicely. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's go ahead and break down uh, some more tiers. Um, what else you got for us? All right, we have at this uh, twenty five dollar tier, uh, you get digital printed comics plus artwork. Um, now you can see we have these we have these different covers and stuff, right? Um, we're we're uh, we're sending those out in big old I, I believe they're twelve by eighteen uh, posters uh, of just uh, of just the artwork. It doesn't have the the logos on it or anything yeah. like that. It's just the art. Uh, but you, those are get, those are going out uh, with the comics as well. And again, you're getting the producer credit, uh, the digital copy, the exclusive variant cover, um, and you also uh, get the waterproof sticker there. Yeah, no, that's cool. Right, right. So then, um, now this one, the thirty-five dollar tier here. Um, we actually uh, did this uh, in hopes of uh, attracting comic book shops. Now. Um, we offered uh, we 
I'll just read this. It, it says it better than I can explain it. I already. <laughs> so, uh, Seder number one has a cover price of nine ninety nine uh, for an individual copy because uh, printing costs, and paper costs, and labor costs have all gone up in price significantly. Um, as an indie comics creative team, we don't have a whole lot of wiggle room in our prices because of our because of this overhead. However, if you are a comic book shop and you'd like to sell Seder number one, you can buy five copies of the standard cover edition of Seder number one for thirty percent off. That's six ninety nine each. Yeah, the that's shipping, not bad at all. Right? The shipping is only six dollars, which means you can make nine dollars plus tax from the sale of the five books. That's about a dollar eighty per book. Mm -hmm. Plus, your, the comic book shop itself will be listed as a producer in the credits of Seder yeah, number yeah. one. Hey, uh, real quick, we got a question from chat. Uh, how long have you been working on Seder for? Um, I think uh, they, they missed when we were talking about that earlier. Oh, oh. But um, if, you had to, if you had to put it, I guess, in just in, in, in a broad, you know, length of time. Um, it took me about a year to write the whole story. I, I already have the three issues that's going to be written out. Okay, so about a, a year altogether. Yeah, about a year to get the whole story down. And that, that's um, just—is that, is that for the first issue or for the whole uh, seventy? That was to get. Oh no, no, no! The the seventy comic thing—that's for Omen Comics. Okay, as a whole. Okay, okay. So yeah, Seder yeah. is is just its own property within that universe. No, um, no, 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 no. Seder is a Revelation comic. A Revelation, really? Yes. Uh, check out the logo here at the top. I can't believe I even missed that. I, I've been thinking that this was part of the Omen comics uh, right off the rip because we talked about Omen so long. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so um, this is something completely out of the Omen comics then. Um, yes, now, and it's it's just a mini series. This one's only going to be three issues long. So three issues. Okay. So this is uh, with with your friend then. Um, is uh, Was Steve the, also the other founder of Revelation? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Founded. And uh, it actually started because um, he had a, a story of his own about an impulsive speedster named Blitz. And uh, I guess he was doing it in prose before. And I was like, hey, well, what do you think about doing that as a comic? And uh, so me and him came up with the name Revelation Comics. And uh, that that's what kind of started it. Okay. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I don't know why I thought Seder was a part of the Omen comic. Uh, but yeah, so with it being off the Omen comic... Um, you said you're only going to have three issues planned for it? Yeah. And then, then of course, those are going to be collected in a trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is next then, I guess, after the three issues? What do you have planned? Um, as far as Seder goes, uh, that that's it. Okay, I got you. Uh, I got you. It, it, there's an, this is a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a short story, I guess. Um, but, um, no, the, there's, there's lots of stuff coming from Revelation Comics. Uh, we got, uh, uh, a, a comic called Sad coming out, which is an acronym for Sad and Desperate. Okay. Which, uh, was actually written by our artist, Tosin Awasika, the guy you see in the credits right here. He's the guy who does all the art. So he's a writer him. as well? Yes. That's awesome, dude. Um, uh, he, uh, he wrote, he writes, uh, the comic. He did, uh. We have a comic of currently available on Revelation Comics called Insurrection Box Operations. And uh, he wrote the story and then I script the comic. So um, with Sad, uh, do you think there's going to be, is it like, have you, have you had a chance to really check it out yet? Like in terms of oh, like uh, Oh writing? yeah, I've already scripted so is, three is, issues. Is, uh, so I guess with him being from Nigeria, like, is it like, 
like the culture within the comics is it, is it a lot different from what you're used to oh oh it's 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 totally different and that's what i like about it yeah that's um, awesome it's it's a nigerian story written by a guy who actually lives there and it really gives it this feeling of authenticity sad and desperate too i can only imagine what type of like turmoil the main character probably has to go through oh that that story's all about has all kinds of uh conspiracy and nigerian mythology and that's uh, awesome yeah it's 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 it, there's even a little horror in it man <laughs> you love you some horror huh <laughs> i do i'm a i'm a big horror fan so uh, uh is there any other tiers though um before, oh yeah before, there's okay there's a lot more there's a lot more um, i was gonna say we, got, uh, we, we were cutting the shit a little bit i gotta bring it back on track right right sorry <laughs> all right so the next one uh is the silver level level backer um now that one's 48 dollars, but you start getting lots of stuff in this one um of course you get the regular producer credit you get the digital copy you get the exclusive variant cover the sticker uh you get the posters right but you also this is where you see you get the printed standard cover vision this is the way you get this this particular copy right here mm -hmm. the one with this cover right but you also get a copy of the the viking horror script for Saturn number one and then we start throwing in some extras from revelation comics like the digital copy of blitz number one and a digital copy of insurrection fox operations book number one and this one i don't know anybody else that's doing this uh, so, uh real, real quick though you said this is the main cover right this, this one right here is the main cover, and then this one up here is the variant cover. So what made you want to do the variant cover so cheap compared to the actual main cover? Um, I... I, I, it's it's not it's not it's not that um it's it's simply it's it's adding i'm adding stuff to the levels here oh no no, um, no. Uh, well, what i meant time, was uh so, you said that was that was the only way to get the main cover though right was uh to go through right here right everybody everybody that backs this campaign is uh unless unless they get a specific tier that has the standard cover edition in it like this one here uh then that that's the only way to get both covers okay i got you i got you yeah yeah i wasn't trying to word that weird sorry about that no, 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 no. Uh, but check this out. Um, you familiar with globalcomics.com? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, uh, if you if you choose this forty-eight dollar uh, tier, the silver level backer, you get one year unlimited access to all of Revelation Comics on globalcomics.com. Okay. All right. That yeah, means, that's cool. That means uh, Seder's going to be on there. That means Sad's going to be on there. That means Blitz Number Two is going to be on there. Uh, we we got we got stuff coming. So you're talking about getting unlimited access uh, to these comics on Global Comic. Granted, it's online reading. You're not getting to buy the PDF, but still, I, I don't know anybody else giving away uh, that kind of access. Yeah, no, that books. that's really cool. What so what went into that? Like, did you have to pull some strings to be able to give away uh, your subscription? No, no. Um, uh, I just, I, I, what I'm going to do is uh, e email out a little code that they just type in, and that code gives them the access. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. No, that 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 is pretty cool though, because you know who's to say that a lot more comes out as well. You know, besides the ones you just listed, there could be other issues too. Right. Right. And that that the amount of time goes up with each tier after this. This first one here, the silver level backer, is one year. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you move on up here uh, to the gold level back here, and it becomes two years. 
Um, also, uh, with this one, you start getting you start getting more uh, more art with this one. Uh, you don't just get um, the the digital copy uh, uh, of Blitz and the digital copy of Insurrection Fox Operations Two. You also get a printed copy of Blitz and uh, a cover art poster and a printed okay. copy of Insurrection Fox Operations and a cover art poster for that. No, so that that you you essentially get three posters and then you know what three physicals as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that that, that that's a pretty outstanding deal as well as uh, the years of free uh free um di uh, digital reading too. Right. Right. Um. Th this uh. Basically, with this tier, you're starting to get everything that Revelation Comics has to offer right now. So uh, at this, at this, uh, at the Revelationist backer, Revelationists are what we call Revelation Comics fans. So at this level, uh, we threw everything and the kitchen sink at this thing. <laughs> Uh, with this one, not only do you get uh, you get all the same stuff you got before, right? But um, we start throwing in the the Revelation Comics T-shirt, and then we also throw in uh, the uh, Omen Comics digital uh, trade. It's 136 pages called Omenverse Volume One: Seeds of Tetrad Omega. Uh, you also, and that contains our first four comics in it: Omen Number One, okay. uh, Gallowsman Number One. White Druid and Michael Nero, number one, and then Omen, number two. Are those uh, the three stories that you wrote and then took with you? Uh, no, Omen, Omen, was the, Omen was the one uh, I wrote and uh, took with me. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you also get, uh, we want, this is where you start getting the, the whole Omen Comics digital lineup, too. Because we also throw in a digital copy of Gallowsman number two, White Druid and Michael Nero number two, and our most recent comic just came out a few months back, Guardians of Alayum. And a big three years unlimited access to Revelation Comics on Global Comics. So how much does a normal subscription cost to, to that, just outside of this? I want to say it's like 50 bucks a year or something like that so i mean right there you're you're getting your value right there you know and uh, well, that's well, not even yeah, including but, the rest of it right but you're not it's not a subscription service for me specifically you subscribe to global comics and then uh you you get access you usually you get tokens or something that'll mm -hmm. allow you to to read the pages like right now if you go to revelation comics uh on global comics you, you're able to read the first 10 pages of the book but you got to pay to read the rest yeah of it. yeah i got you what i what this what this code does is it unlocks all those all all of revelation comics for you it doesn't no, unlock yeah. yeah it's not all of global comics well I, I i was just mainly saying that in order like outside of this in order to read your comics off of that you'd have to spend 150 for three years um you know but you're doing this you're you're essentially saving yourself that cost because you're just able to get it for free by backing it right well you're at least able to read it for free you you don't actually get to own any of the comics that are going on there that way no I and mean, for me as a casual reader if i own a comic i own it but i mean just read it. i don't know how many times i'm gonna read through a, a pdf you know uh, a handful right. of times but outside of that i could always just go back you know especially if you got three years yeah yeah and lots of stuff coming out on that three years too but that is that is the that is the basics of the of the tiers here um let's see uh we've we've talked uh we've talked about a synopsis of the story there uh we've looked at the art here um why don't we talk a little bit about um uh 
uh, what I'm what I'm doing with the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, now uh, a major chunk of the money, most of it, uh, one thousand three hundred thirty dollars, is going straight to paying our artist Tosanawasika, who, like I said, is already finished with the comic. Another hundred and twenty dollars goes to our letter Guido Martinez. Uh, the rest of the money covers uh, printing costs. Uh, uh, 250 and i added another uh 2.5 of the gross that goes to wicked publishing because they're handling all the fulfillment for the campaign mm -hmm. and last but not least eight percent of the gross was added on for what kickstarter is taking so kickstarter takes eight percent of the complete campaign yes wow that can that can amount to a pretty penny yeah, I had originally had this at a lower amount, and then I was all, oh, well, crap. <laughs> I, I had to add on, uh, uh, eight, like I said, 8% of all of that. But you know, 8% uh, 8, 8 I mean, out, if you weren't using Kickstarter, what would you have used? Uh, well, I think, I, I want to say Indiegogo only charges like 5%. My main goal with this uh, with this campaign is I would, I, this is going to be my 10th comic I have put out. And I, I'm, I, I just want to put out one comic without having to go into debt to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think there's any shame in doing that. I think there's there's no shame in asking for money from the community to produce this, um, especially with it being your tenth book. You have an established line. You like, I, I want to say a lot of people say you want at least three established titles before you do a Kickstarter. Right. Um, so you already have established books. You have a, a blueprint for seventy issues um through the uh omen like universe like that's 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 insane you know so and plus you have three planned out for this so i, I don't think it's an issue to want to ask that and to avoid putting yourself through that you know what i'd like to find on here oh you might have, you might have, let's play this video yeah uh there's uh uh miss uh miss uh miss h on uh twitter uh mm -hmm. made this little animated gif uh i want you guys to see uh the, but check check this out. Happened with it indeed. We want. Hello, my name is Michael Nunley. I am the creator and writer on Seder. Right, well, you don't need to hear all that. I, we've already discussed that. But I really <laughs> like that gif on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little undead coming back to life there. I thought that was cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm always, graphic artists always amaze me. I can never do that. I mean, I've tried to draw and like people said, you know, it's okay, but I just don't believe in myself enough to put, you know, fall through with it. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. I know no, not much. at all. So, um, anything else in terms of tears? Uh, no, in terms of tears, that's about it. Um, so we, we can go ahead if you want, we can just go back to our two, uh, two camera. Okay. And once again, like, like I said, I'll uh, edit the transition so they're a lot smoother. All right. All right. All right. So, with uh, how many days are left in your uh, your campaign? Uh, fourteen. So with fourteen days left, what would you say to anyone that's on the fence, like anyone who's like been watching or anyone that's kind of been you know backing the 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 campaign without uh, you know following the campaign without backing it? What would you say to them? to push them over the edge to wanna to wanna back it. You know, what's gonna what's gonna be your take on getting them to actually just follow through to back this comic and to get it in their hands? Well, I guess one thing um, I'm 
I'm personally uh, really excited about this. Like I, like I said, uh, I've put out 10 comics, right? But I've I've written uh, I've written 14 comics. I've I've scripted four comics. Uh, on top of that, Seder number one is my best work, in my opinion. Um, this this story this story I'm I'm like I'm really proud of this one. I, I feel yeah, like that's I, awesome. I, I feel like I really finally, you know, I just, I just got into a groove with this one. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm convinced that uh, you're going to love this. I mean, it's, it's, it's got like the magic in it. It's got Norse mythology, brutal warfare, right? Uh, but uh, it's also got, it's also got uh, uh, some, some tragedy in it. Uh, mm -hmm. There's, there's some brutal, gory warfare as we talked about, right? Uh, uh, there's, there's a, there's a nice supernatural element to it. Uh, this has got a little bit of everything in it i mean uh it this is this is uh viking war and horror uh mixed together uh with with a witch <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm sold i'm sold i definitely want to get my hands on it um so we've come to my favorite part of the podcast you know we we've talked we broke down every bit that we could um and i always love asking this question the most um, so for anyone out there who's creating their own indie comic and they're struggling to get off the ground, they're struggling to kind of just get their, their idea pushed through, what advice would you give them to help push, push them through, to help them, you know, see their comic to the end? Uh, um, I was actually just thinking about this earlier. Um, I have come up with, it, since forming Omen, Omen Comics back in 2018, I have come up with several just full-on, uh, what I thought were solid business plans as to how everybody was going to get paid and and how we were going to produce everything and get everything out on time and all of that. And it has completely fallen apart like four times. <laughs> I've run into a brick wall I could not see past. But check this out. Uh, I have learned that there really is no such thing as a dead end, just a place to turn. There's always another path, you know. Uh, That's good. You, you, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta adapt you gotta learn you gotta grow right uh, a little tenacity and some research uh can take you very far um one thing one thing i did that helped me out a lot was i reached out to a couple indie comics creators uh that uh, like worked at idw and and alternative comics and stuff and i talked to them about uh you know well what would you recommend and how would i do this and and some of them were even willing to like share scripts with me and stuff and mm -hmm. and it was just 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 reach out there my point is this uh don't don't give up on it. There, there is always another way to go. Uh, just because you can't see uh, where to go from here doesn't mean that the road doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, I think that's awesome. I often hear how inviting the indie community is, how hard everyone tries to work with one another to help each other uh, in most cases, and you know that 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 really just you know sticks with me really awesomely, you know, and that's a big part of what my show is intended for is to give a lot of these people who don't have a voice or maybe necessarily the reach a little bit of help in extending that for them. Um, no matter size of creator or you know if you got a following, if you don't, I don't care. Uh, if you got a book, that's what I care about. You know, I want to talk about that book. I want to read that book. I want to get inside your mind, see what makes you tick. Um, and hopefully get you back on the show again uh, to talk about other books in the future. Michael, I had an awesome time today. This was 
a phenomenal interview. I know I was really looking forward to this. I planned it purposely on 316 day because that's <laughs> nice. the bottom line, baby. Um, so once again, Michael, I really appreciate you coming on the show and keeping it geekly with us. For everyone that watched the live stream, I appreciate it. And uh, if you're watching this post-production, be sure to hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications for any time we drop more interviews. We have a whole slate of them lined up in the months to come.